Hello everyone, how are you this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And every Wednesday, we have Sword of the Spirit. As we go out into the world each day, we need to be equipped with the full armor of God as described for us in Ephesians chapter 6. There we find that the Sword of the Spirit is our, is our defensive weapon against the attacks of the enemy, our adversaries. And what is the sword of the Spirit? It is the Word of God. So in this episode, we always like to look at passages within the Word of God. Every um, And for August through December, on Wednesdays, we look at parables in the new, found in the New Testament. If you haven't watched or listened to previous episodes, I hope that you'll go back to them. Today's episode title is, Time is Up, and that's based upon the parable of the tenant farmers, or also called the landowner, found in Matthew 21, verses 33 through 45. So this was Jesus talking to the religious leaders and priests who had refused to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and had just finished questioning his authority. Last week, we covered the parable Jesus gave just before this one of the two sons, one having a change of heart and the other refusing to accept Jesus. Well, let's begin this parable by reading the passage, Matthew 21, um, verses 33 through 45. Parable of the landowner. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard and put a wall around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and rented it out to tenant farmers and went on a journey to another country. Okay, when the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his share of the fruit. But the tenants took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned a third. Again, he sent out other servants more than the first time, and they treated them the same way. Finally, the landowner sent his only son to them, saying, They will respect my son and have regard for him. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This man is the heir. Come on, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took the son and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard came back, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those despicable men to a miserable end and rent out the vineyard to other tenants of good character who will pay him the proceeds of the proper season. Jesus asked them, this is verse 42, Jesus asked them, Have you never read in the scriptures the very stone which the builders rejected and threw away has become the chief cornerstone? This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous and wonderful in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to another people who will produce the fruit of it. And he who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they understood that he was talking about them. 
In the, in the footnote, it's, it says, you know, in the Amplified Bible, Matthew twenty one forty two. This quotation about the cornerstone from a messianic psalm refers to the coming rejection and crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection as the cornerstone of mankind's redemption. The priests and religious leaders likely did do many many good works, but they but we know that salvation is not of works that we have done. Only through Jesus, they openly rejected Jesus. They refused to accept him as the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the Messiah that the Old Testament spoke of. At any point, those religious leaders had heard enough to change their hearts or minds. After all, they had studied the Old Testament extensively, but still, they did not come to Jesus. They refused to believe he was the Messiah which was prophesied about through the Old Testament. They overlooked all of that and denied Jesus as Lord. This parable speaks to those who reject Jesus. They also reject his kingdom. Since we don't know when our time is up, we don't know when we've drawn our last breath. It's a scary thing to procrastinate, put off till tomorrow, or refuse Jesus while the invitation is there. Scriptures tell us we cannot earn our way to heaven, not by the good things we do, but by faith through His mercy and grace in Jesus Christ. I shared this scripture last week, and I'll share it again. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10 in the New Living Translation. God saved you by His grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. A believer also known as a Jesus follower, is not saved by good works. But once they are saved by God's mercy and grace through Jesus Christ, then a believer is filled with gratitude and therefore is motivated to do good works so that other people will see it and glorify God. It's not at all to point at what we do. It's pointing at God. Well, I love to share the good news of Jesus John 3.16 explains or summarizes it all. And that is, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In today's world, you may hear that there are many ways, many pathways to get to heaven. But that is not true. Jesus himself tells us in John 14.6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So are you a believer? Do you believe that Jesus is the only Son of God? That he came to earth and suffered and died for you to pay for your sins and that he defeated death? Did you know that Jesus is the only way to eternity in heaven? Did you know that Jesus, his birth, his life, his death, and resurrection fulfilled over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament? And it is historical 
that there were many witnesses that Jesus did raise from the dead because he walked among people for 40 days before he ascended into heaven. His crucifixion was very public, as well as his, uh, his resurrection, and he walked the earth 40 days before he ascended to heaven. We each have free will to decide whether to become believers of Jesus, and I urge you to respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Speak your confession out loud, as instructed in Romans 10, 8-9. Your prayer might be something like this. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I repent now and I walk away from my sinful life. Please help me because I will be tempted. I believe that Jesus is the only Son of God. He suffered and died on the cross to pay for my sins, and He defeated death. I ask you, Jesus, come into my heart now. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you. I will serve you all of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. When you believe and confess Jesus, you become his. Born again, saved, a believer, a follower of Jesus. Every decision you make after that, you will think, what would Jesus do? And you end up taking on the character of Jesus as you spend uh, your relationship, developing your relationship with him. It doesn't matter whether a person who comes to Jesus used to be a really bad person. Once they're saved, their past sins are gone. God forgives them and forgets them and looks at them no more. They become, that person becomes a part of his kingdom. Once we belong to the Lord out of gratitude for His mercy and grace through Jesus Christ, then we're motivated to do good works, serving Him by serving others. And He gives us a specific calling and purpose on how each of us do that. We have unique callings. We share the good news of Jesus with the desire that all may come to His kingdom, and that falls in agreement with God. Here's something I wrote in my recently published book, Joy in the Valley. The seven Ps. Do not allow yourself to be pitiful because power exists when you peacefully and patiently pray to God, your provider and protector. Well, I thank you for joining me today. I hope you'll join me every Wednesday in the episode of Sword of the Spirit with the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And as you may know, every Monday morning we have Hope and Faith Journey. This is where we talk about hard things, sufferings, and challenges that we face. And we find encouragement, hope for healing, positive change. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence, victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Please go to my website contact page and give me your comments, your suggestions. I appreciate any feedback. And, and my website is KarenJaneCasey.com. When you go there, you'll find pertinent material regarding domestic violence. But you'll also see my books, my blogs, and my podcasts. And I want to say to you now, if you've read and enjoyed any of my books... If you have experienced positive change with any of my podcasts, maybe you have hope for healing. It brought you encouragement. I want to know it. I want to know 
so that I can continue doing better. Thank you and God bless you.